and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I'm joined as ever by Nikki. Hi Nikki. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I am also good. Uh, we have an exciting episode for you which we will talk more about in a moment. We have a special guest joining us. Um, but first Nikki, I thought we'd get all of our rubbish uh, out of the way and ask you if you have any news for us. I have all the news. It's been a while, as we all know, these podcasts are aren't as frequent as they used to be which is changing (laughs) um we have listened to the lovely feedback and votes that we've gotten from the however long it was ago now um and we are going to be increasing our podcasts back to what it used to be yeah we're going to return to doing it bi-weekly which i think is the correct term i feel like fortnightly fortnightly yeah yeah i think either works um but that means basically that uh every two weeks you'll get an episode rather than once a month we were missing doing it every month i was getting sad yeah it's fair so yeah we're doing that so we're gonna try and do it fortnightly obviously we may have some periods of time where we can't do it because life yeah and uh but that will be our aim so i'm really excited about that that's a that's a cool thing and uh some other information from from the polls, from the peoples, mm. is uh, for some reason they all voted for breakfast. So yeah, I, I wonder who put that suggestion in there. I can't even remember what the poll was, but I just remember that breakfast was the answer. So because of this, we are going to be having breakfast time. Yeah. And not today, unfortunately, because Steph didn't make the drop, which is fine. <laughs> she's uh, She's not bitter or annoyed about the fact that I forgot to make that. It's not like I had a really extravagant breakfast so that when you asked me, I was going to list off all the things I ate for breakfast. But in all seriousness, that's going to be coming soon, probably for the next episode. So I'll make sure that my breakfasts are interesting each and every time. I think you should just have extravagant breakfast now until the next episode. And then you can have crazy amounts of breakfast information for people because apparently breakfast is important. It is important, apparently important to everyone, and our listeners are important, so that's what matters. So that'll be coming soon, get ready for breakfast, and other news as well, we've been streaming quite a bit. Yeah, we have. We had had a lot of time, so we were streaming, I was streaming, and some of the the definite highlights were, was No Man's Sky, trying to find our ship. Uh, Not our ship, we found our ships, we were just trying to survive. We were just finding everything else in No Man's Sky was proving I've, I think difficult. I've blocked a lot of it out now so things happen <laughs> go watch it um and also we've just started Stardew Valley we have which is a much more relaxing time for it's not like I've been waiting for years for this yes yeah. we had our first stream of the day it was very good I had a lot of fun I spent lots of money and became a lizard queen so if that doesn't make any sense to you you should probably go watch it and find out yeah then everything will come together and you'll understand yes. the joys of yeah. farming it, it was it was good, and I also am playing Blair Witch at the moment too. So that'll be that'll be coming up. So if you'd like getting scared, join in on that. Yeah, less relaxing to watch, but still fun. Yes, but yeah, that that's it for Nikki's news. I like it. I liking all these segments that we seem I need to a be. Drop. <laughs> oh no, I can't make more drops. Okay, fine. <laughs> Nikki's news segment. Nikki's news segment might sound a bit like the quiz segment. If you haven't heard that, you can check that out in another episode. Um, <sighs> Which you won't appreciate, but I'm going to make it for you anyway. Everyone appreciated it. Yeah. You Just you. Just you. No, Nikki's News will be a good one. I like, I'd like. i like it to be like a, like a, you know, newscaster kind of 
Do you want it thing? a bit like the BBC rave music? Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. But, sure. like, adding a lot of LSD. <laughs> Nikki's news on LSD. That doesn't Pretty sound much. terrifying at all. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's it. That's my news. Perfect. Well, that's the end of, of that wonderful segment. Uh, and on to the next. Okay, so now um, we're going to introduce our proper episode. Um, for joining us for our special episode today, we have Dan from the Greatest Story Ever Played podcast. Hi, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. We're excited to have a guest. It's been a while since we've we've had one, and we, you know, we we know those two quite well. So it's exciting to have someone new that we don't know stuff about. It's <laughs> nice to have like more top fives as well because. I think we just get bored of hearing our own all the time. It's nice to have new ones. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Dan's from uh, the Great Story Ever Played podcast, as they say. Um, so for people who have never managed to catch an episode, Dan, can you give us a quick rundown about your podcast? Yeah, so our uh, podcast, we just hit up a different game uh, that's more kind of story-driven, and then we'll kind of do deep dives into the game and, uh, you know, like what's going on with the characters and the story and all, all of that kind of thing. So we've covered uh, a lot of games at this point. We've talked about things like The Last of Us, or uh, we talk about Life is Strange a lot, or um, different, yeah, just a bunch of different games like that. Yeah, all story-based kind of kind of deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode that you've done by far, or just a favorite game that you've managed to find? Uh, the Last of Us is definitely up there. I'm really excited for Last of Us 2 in, a, in February or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. That trailer looks awesome. Yeah, it looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I went around my office at work and everyone was just like, I'm, okay, I'm pre-ordering everything, like, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was there a reason you picked story kind of based podcasts? Um, story based games, sorry? Or... Uh, I think it was mostly just kind of... I've noticed that a lot of gaming podcasts tend to be like news, mostly. And so it was kind of like, oh, this is like a cool niche within that and th those are definitely the games that got me interested in gaming in the first places uh probably ending up actually playing some of the games that we'll end up talking about later but it was like oh there's this different side of gaming because before i mostly had just played sports games and like first person shooters and i liked them all right but uh the story driven ones really brought me in in a way that i didn't know video games could yeah, I think I get that totally. It's one of those things where it's really easy to fall into, you know, the normal kind of the ones you think of of gaming. And then, yeah, someone introduces you to a little bit more of a narrative thing. And I feel like people just instantly get, like, hooked on that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was going to say as well, like, uh, when you're saying about the niche, like, that is something that I did think, like, there's really not that many podcasts out there that kind of just delve into, like, the actual story of a game. So I think, because I've listened to quite a few of yours, and I think it's just quite nice because... Really, I think obviously games are stories, so to actually just kind of like you know hear them being spoken about in that way is really nice. And it's quite different. Yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I've noticed that like uh it, for podcast in general too the uh like listening to one with a TV show is really cool. Like I I listened to a one about The Walking Dead, like that I've listened to for years, and it's cool because it makes the show better. Like you're like I like yeah. the show more because I'm hearing these people and. My hope is that the games we hit up, people like in the same way and, you know, does the same idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, sometimes it gives you a different perspective when you hear someone else talk about um, a video game that you like or something like that. You kind of get a new new angle on it. Totally. Yeah. Um, so you are joining us today for um, doing a top five. Uh, we're going to do top five video games for beginners. 
uh, which I'm quite excited about. Um, do you remember like what video game kind of got you into gaming in the first place? I was trying to think of this today. Um, I think like the the first one I like ever played would be like Donkey Kong Country SNES. I think like that was like what got me interested for sure, and that uh, pulled me in. What about you guys? Um, it's probably something on the Mega Drive for sure, but I can't think. Probably something like uh, Mickey and Donald, like World of Illusion. I think for me. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mickey? Yeah. I think it's so difficult because for me, like, I have, like, different levels. So, like, I think there was me when I really got into gaming from, like, a really young age. And then there was more me getting into, like, story games. But mm. I think, like, just base out, like, gaming, it would be probably something on the, on the like, Mars system. I think, like, um, Alex the Kid I loved or, like, something like Rainbow Island. Just real kind of basic platform games but I just got addicted to, basically. Yeah. It's that platform game beginner thing. I think it introduces yeah. everyone. You can jump over a thing. You can yeah. you can do other things. Mm-hmm. That's my theory, anyway. Um, so if you've never listened to us before, um, what we do is we normally each me and Nikki have a top five on this topic of whatever we picked. Uh, but but today because we have Dan with us, we're gonna split our top five, and then Dan, you're gonna have your own top five because we you know thought it'd be rude to just be like no, you have to share <laughs> with one of us. <laughs> so. With that, I think I've covered everything. I normally, I normally struggle, but I think we've done okay today. Awesome. Yeah, um, and if we have a crossover as well, which normally happens at some point, then we'll have our drop of Beetle. And if someone has been, if like obviously we have one of each other's, then just yell angrily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feel free to curse at us because I do it with Nikki all the time and she's just doing it. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, cool. All right, then. Let's play the, the drop then. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, a three-headed monkey! Oh! Let's go! So, Dan, I'm not sure whether it would be rude to make you go first or rude to let you listen to one of us first. So, uh, Nikki, what do yeah, you think? What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I can go either way. Uh, I'm I'm good to go first, but uh, you guys can go first if you like. No, we'll let you go first because there's probably less, uh, you know, less of us stealing things. I think if, if yeah, yeah, first. that's true. You go first. <laughs> okay. I hope I didn't steal on this one then, because this was a last minute edition. So, my first game uh, that I chose uh, for introducing someone to gaming is Florence, um, which is a nice. mobile game. Have you guys played this? So I just played this, and I almost put this on our list. So oh, wow. <laughs> I'm really glad I was I was going to say, I was waiting for Beetle. I haven't played it, but I've heard Steph mention it. Yeah. I, yeah, I put this on here. Uh, I think one thing being a cell phone game, but is different than just playing, like, Angry Birds or something like that. Like, it's uh, a narrative, that kind of thing. Um, I think it's mm. a couple dollars. Uh, so it's really cheap um, and really is easy enough that you know you could give it to your like grandma and she could probably play this game like there's a couple little puzzle things there's uh some nice audio in it but overall like a pretty nice easy like you could give it to anyone game so that was kind of my thought with it yeah definitely it is it's got some lovely like little interactions but like you said they're so easy and simple but they kind of work really nicely with moving like the stuff along because it's kind of felt a bit more like an interactive comic book than a game almost for me anyway yeah no definitely 
I've just had a, a quick Google as well because obviously I've heard of it, but I've not actually <laughs> seen it. Um, and it looks really cool. Like the illustrations are amazing. Yeah, it's really pretty as a game. Um, I just put it on the iPad because I saw it and I noticed it was on phones and I was like, this is something to buy on a on a big screen for me anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to try this now, I think. So, do you have any facts? Uh, that? Not for this one, uh, just because the only thing I do know about it is that it was published by Anna Perna Interactive or whatever, and they've published a lot of other like cool indie games, so... I, I guess it's kind of cool that it was these guys' first game to get published, but that's really about all the facts I have for it. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if you guys fun. have any for this one. <laughs> no, I like I looked at it and it's like because uh, well, Steph might if she nearly had it. <laughs> I almost had it. No, I didn't end up looking into it actually because I was like, no, I I won't. I'll save all my things. But they are they uh, it's something to do. I know there's somewhere to do with Monument Valley, but that's about all I can. Uh, all I, can I was thinking in my head. that, like I kind of thought Gage that maybe that was it because Monument Valley is really cool as well. Yeah, I can't, I can't know. I just know there's a connection. That's not a very good fact. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> so we there's going... maybe a connection somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a cool game. Like you said, it's only a couple of dollars. I think I got it for like four pounds on the on the English store. So yeah, I assume it would be very similar on the. Well, I think it's even cheaper than that because at the moment it's two ninety nine on the Play Store for me. So, well, what are you waiting for, Nikki? Exactly. Oh my god, Alia. Yeah, awesome. and it's not very long. It. I think I did it in like I don't know. I sat there for about an hour and did it, and I think I did it slowly. Yeah, I, I was the same way. I think it was like about an hour, and I like really took my time and tried to make sure I didn't miss anything. Mm, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think you'd like it, Nikki. It's got this really, without going too far into the story, obviously, I'm ruining it for everybody. It's just like a really nice, simple story, but I think everyone can relate to it quite nicely because it's quite a real story, mm. if that makes sense. I mean, you caught me an hour because, like, for me, my list of games at the moment is insane. So if I can finish a game in an hour, that's great. <laughs> the backlog <laughs> struggles are real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It always yeah, grows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're always like adding stuff and you're like, no, damn it. No more backlog games. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I would like it if the game industry would just stop producing stuff for like, I don't know, six months or something, just to give everybody a chance to catch up. <laughs> yeah. I say this and then I work in it and this would just put me out of a job for six months. But hey, um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> At least I can get some backlog done. It, it works. Cool. I guess uh, that means we're on to our number five now. Yeah. So that's me, I think. Is that me? That is you. I think that's you. We're <laughs> so organised. I know. <laughs> cool, it's me. Um, so for my number five, I've gone for a bit of a weird one, one that I'd never expect to pick ever. Um, and that is, because I wanted to go for kind of like a shooty one instead of a story one, because I feel like that is normally my go-to. But I feel like to get someone into sort of gaming, I kind of have to go look beyond that as well. So I picked Apex Legends, because for me, when it came out, I felt like it was very easy to get into quite quickly and quite addictive. So um, for anyone that doesn't know, that hasn't played it, uh, Apex Legends is a free-to-play battle royale game, developed by Respawn and published by EA. Uh, it was kind of released very suddenly into the world in February this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was this year. 
and it's pretty cool. It, it, it's basically a battle royale game, similar to, I guess, what you would say Fortnite is, which is not one that I'm putting on this you list. You guess what Fortnite is. You know what Fortnite is. I guess. Is. Come on now. <laughs> let's, not take, let's not take things away from Epic. The most popular game in the video games industry, I suppose. <laughs> Just that one. Um, Just that little game <laughs> that no one's heard of. You know. Uh, so it's similar premise to where you basically um, are a player amongst about 59 other players thrown into an island and you have your squad has to win so luckily sorry <laughs> why are you 59 laughing? you're like it was just the way you said about 59 like it was a really <laughs> unspecific well number. I remember that it was about 60 players so I was like shit if you're like the only person then that's 59 right maths you did the math yeah. I appreciate that <laughs> so yeah you're one of 59 players Unless someone drops out while they're falling, which happens a lot. Um, just to, you know, if you're in a squad going down as a four and then suddenly everyone leaves and you're all on your own. Because that didn't happen to me all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> then basically yeah, you drop down, you scavenge weapons to fight other players. And you, each player, like each character has their own kind of class skills, which is pretty cool. Uh, it focuses heavily on teamwork and includes um, a much praised system of non-verbal communication, which is kind of where the ping system came in, which is very clever. And I guess, yeah, like that's kind of one of the reasons I picked it, just because I feel like it's a nice team game. If you haven't really gotten used to first-person shooters before and never played them, I think it's quite a nice introduction. You'll die very quickly, probably, but then you can jump straight back in again and just keep going at it. And I feel like it's just quite an easy game to jump into. I feel like some first-person shooters are a little bit overwhelming at first, and everyone will probably demolish you quite quickly. But I feel like... It's just easier. It's like not like Call of Duty where you've never played it before. You go into multiplayer and everyone just shits on you. It's just a bit, I don't know. You can work as a team and if your team are a bit better than you, then they can carry you and it's fine. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I picked Apex. Yeah, I was wondering why you went with Apex, to be fair, over like Fortnite. I know you said like, oh, Fortnite, but for me, it's like a slightly simpler game than Apex in general terms of shooting. That's just the way I saw it. But now you mentioned the team thing. That makes sense. Because yeah. it's like you said, I do that all the time on Apex because I'm awful <laughs> at shooting games in general. So I just rely on a lot of other people to just carry me while I run around and get us into trouble. <laughs> yeah. I think as well, like, I, I don't have an issue with Fortnite. I just feel like it's not as easy as it used to be just to jump in and play. I feel like I actually struggled quite a lot with the shooting and I feel like Apex is a bit easier. Um, that's just me. And I feel like you have a lot of other class skills that can kind of keep your head above water a bit. So, you know, if you're like Wraith or something, you can just be like, fuck this and just run out. If you want, you can hide in a bush the whole time and you probably won't get caught. Whereas Fortnite, I feel like it's a bit tougher on you. Even though it's designed for like 10 year olds, I just feel like it's Apex is just a bit easier. <laughs> I don't think it's designed for 10 year olds. I think it's no. just <laughs> inhabited by... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think someone would like let's make the perfect 10 year old capture game we'll have them all I, know. I don't hate Fortnite I don't I'm just I don't know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't mean to I didn't mean to come at you there for your, for your number five um but yeah shooting although I was gonna say I um I find shooting is something that you as a gamer kind of go it's easy right it's point and shoot and you get into it but I think you forget a little bit sometimes that using controllers in the way that we do is something that we've obviously all grown up doing right. but if you give a controller to somebody and they've never really played a game before that's quite a hard yeah hard technique to get your thumbs to do like look and move at the same time it sounds stupid but 
you kind of get where I'm going. <laughs> no, yeah. If you don't know how to do it, you're just super confused. Um, you're just mm-hmm. like, what do I do with this? And then they die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just looking at the floor, looking at the floor. Oh, oh I'm dead. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I just, right. I just think, you're like, yeah. Oh. With the, with that style of game, even like Fortnite, I'm going to use that as an example. Alongside this, it's quite nice to have one of those games where you can be like, ah, oh, fuck it, I died immediately. Let's just go back in again. I feel like it's quite, they're quite welcoming in that regard. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, you do get that nice, oh, well, we failed, but you're not super punished and you don't have to repeat mm. the same thing over and over again because it's obviously an online and yeah. experience, so you're just going to deal with whoever's there. Exactly. Dan, what do you think yeah. of Apex? Have you played it much? I have not played it, actually. Is it um is it similar where the map gets smaller as the game goes on? Is it like that? Yes, yeah, so it's like the storm okay. comes in, yeah, and you kind of all have to get to like a certain point and then you have like a final showdown. So it's it's basically yeah. very similar to Fortnite, but I think the map's a lot bigger, maybe a lot more intricate. I don't know, I haven't played Fortnite in a while. But yeah, it's that it's that kind of style game. There's just a little bit more to do with classes. You have like more skills as your character um, than in Fortnite where you're kind of just like a plain person. Okay, cool. No, that that's awesome. Yeah. I I haven't actually played Fortnite or or that. I've watched a friend play PUBG before, and it seems like that's pretty similar too. In that similar, they, yeah. That it's a kind of all like free for all, last man standing wins. But it, so with Apex, then you have a team. So is it the last team standing? You don't have to like kill your teammates at the end. Oh no, no. <laughs> that would be a battle royale. That would I like be that a idea. Story. Then you betray your friends. <laughs> Oh wait, do you? Oh god, I've even forgotten now. No, 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 you don't kill no. each other. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so I was like, shit, have I ever even got to the end? Have I even won a match? No, you no. don't. But the good thing is, if everyone else on your team dies and you're the last person standing because you've been like chilling out somewhere else, like you'll win, which is cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. can just hide the whole time and let your team die, but as long as you're the sneaky one, yeah. you get all the glory. But the good thing is as well with it is even if you have died in the first five minutes, but your team has carried on to the end and become the champions, you still get like the points and everything. So that's good. So that's why I said it's, it's good if it. you're not very good because you still kind of win anyway, even if you haven't done anything. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Nikki, have you got any facts, Mrs. Fat Queen? I do. Yeah, I've got some information. I actually couldn't find that much on Apex, but I have found that like. There's a lot of interesting character information, which I kind of wanted to go over, because one of the awesome things about Apex is the kind of diversity in the characters that they have. So basically, uh, they're all just really interesting. So Rafe, she's the one that can kind of swoop in and out. Like, I can't, I was trying to find like a way to describe her like any other character, but I can't really think of one. Um, she has an interesting story where she basically has schizophrenia, but she uses it to her advantage and like listens to voices. So she's able to, to kind of go invisible. And, and I thought that was awesome. Octane, who probably a lot of people have seen, he's the, um, so basically I think he got his like legs shot off on an explosion. So now he has basically mechanical legs, um, just because he's like a thrill seeker and just likes to just, well, I, I say it was an explosion, like he did it himself, from what I'm aware of. Like he, I think he launched himself across a finish line using a grenade, which is effective, but not if you want, you know, <laughs> your limbs afterwards. <laughs> it's very Junkrat-esque, yeah. I like it. But even, even with obviously like having the new legs and everything, like he's still obviously capable of, of being, you know, a badass. Uh, so you can play him. He's awesome. And there is another one called Bloodhound, who I think you played as a bit, Steph. Um, yeah, I quite like Bloodhound. They're really awesome. So they've been identified as well as non-binary, which I think is really interesting, um, especially in this sort of day and age to have a character like that. And uh, and yeah, I don't I didn't have too much else about the other ones. All I, I had noted here that that Gibraltar has a boyfriend. That's all I put down. That was my note. No more info than that. Um, I think that's more like gossip than anything. <laughs> yeah, that is gossip. 
Um, these are my notes. This is how good they are. And um, yeah, I guess the only thing which I mentioned at the beginning was that Apex Legends um, was basically just let out one day. No, like, prior promotion. It was just let out to the world. Um, Run free! Which was awesome. And so many people downloaded it so quickly. Um, I think it had, like, a player count of 2.4 million in the first 24 hours. So that's awesome. And it's free. Wow. And I think, gotta love a free game. So... And the only, sure. other, the only other fact I've got, actually, is about the, the voice actor for Pathfinder, who um, apparently is played by Chris Edgerly, who actually has a role in a 2007 film called Pathfinder. See, this I didn't, didn't have that many facts, but I do have one fact, <laughs> which relates to us, which is apparently he follows us on Instagram, but I don't actually think it's him. I think it's probably his PA. <laughs> but he does. Well, I'm okay with that. His PA is first. That's not really a fact. That's just... <laughs> Nikki got excited. <laughs> I tell you. Um, and just thing to round that up as well is a little bit of promo for Apex Legends. Is there's a new map out next week, which is set in a snowy landscape. Uh, there's a train. I don't know much about that, but there's a train. And uh, and there's a new legend, a uh, hero coming out called Crypto. So that's all I know. Hmm. Like after the currency or just... No. <laughs> He's probably a bit cryptic, maybe. I don't know. Oh, oh, I like it. But uh, that's my number five. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm more happy with that than I was, actually, when you oh, first good. said it. I get your reasoning now. <laughs> I love that you didn't tell me that you were questioning my decisions. You just let me do well, it. I... Yeah, I was going to let you defend yourself, clearly. <laughs> not to be, like, dictator of the podcast. Like, no, Nikki. <laughs> What's your other number five? <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> For- for the characters, is uh, is everyone, like, are there a bunch of each character in the game? Or, like, are, are there, like, each team has that character? Or are there, like, 80 characters to choose from? Like, how does that work? Uh, so you, you can pick, I can't think, I think there might be, like, six or seven. There's, they've added a few since I've actually played it, because I haven't played it since the, the new characters come out. I think maybe six. And you can pick whoever you want. So you'll have, like, that choice to pick from, kind of like Overwatch. So the other okay. team could have, like, a few, and then you'll have a few, and, yeah, whoever you just want to play, really. Cool. Nice. It is a fun game. Yeah, that's my number five. So that's all wrapped up. What's your... Are we on to number fours? We are on to number fours. Cool. So, Dan, what's your number four? Okay. For uh, my number four, I kept the uh, shooter theme going uh, by choosing Bioshock. Um Oh, I chose, interesting. I chose this because uh, the game looks awesome. Uh, it's got a really cool world. Um, for shooters, like you can set it on a pretty easy mode, so I think that even if you're kind of shitty at shooters starting off, I think you'd be able to pick it up okay uh, after a little bit. So that was kind of my thought leaning in with Bioshock. Yeah, I think that's fair. To be fair, as someone who played it, I think, on easy mode, that that was good. Mostly because I'm a wimp, so I was like, well, I don't want to have to panic shoot my way through this game, and I actually want to enjoy the story. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm very happy with this choice because I love Bioshock, so this is is a good choice. (laughs) Nikki approves. (laughs) I I, I was the same as you two. I think I played the first one on easy because I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into, and that definitely made me enjoy it more and being able to enjoy like the lore of rapture and all that stuff yeah because there's so much to get into in rapture like it's kind of nice to be able to spend some time looking around and reading stuff or listening to the the audio clips that they give you rather than constantly like worrying about having to shoot everything perfectly right is there a big daddy around the corner who's gonna destroy me <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess my I found one fact for this, uh, and that before Rapture wasn't actually the setting of the first game. They were gonna, at one point, they had a space station as their option, and then at a different point, they had a tropical island with Nazis on it as wow. the location. <laughs> oh, that's quite a jump. Yeah. from where I ended up. Yeah, I both, did not know this. Yeah, I was I was shocked uh, to find this on the internet. So. I think they landed right with Rapture, though. Rapture is so cool that I think that it kind of set this apart from a lot of first-person shooters because the the, play, the scenery was just so cool that uh, I think that really brought you in more than, like... I think if it was either of those locations, I wonder if we'd even talk about it the same way. This is true. I don't know if we talk about a game the same way if we had, like, Nazis in flowery shirts. I don't think it would work as well <laughs> as Rapture. Yeah, I can't even imagine it. Like, I guess it would have had a bit of a different story to it as well. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's really interesting. I'm surprised I never actually heard that. But I'm very glad it wasn't set on a tropical island. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, coconut drinks and, like, super flowery shirts. <laughs> You're just running around. Yeah. But, uh, that's, yeah. The space station one I'm curious about. That I'm kind of like, I want to know. I want to know what that was going to be about. I don't know, though. I think that would have made it so much more generic. Like, Mm. the Under the Sea 20s, like, 50s thing is just so different. Especially at the time, it just felt so different. Like, you're right, it just came out. Yeah. Whereas Space Station, yeah. Like, we'd had Dead Space and those kind of things by that point, I think. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say as well, like... um... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, the Dead, Dead Space thing, I think that was around the same time, because it was sort of Xbox 360 kind of era. But, yeah, I think that it was so unique to have Under the Sea, and then also, like, the, the 50s theme to it. And I just think it was so unique, and the story was just so interesting. I think that would have definitely, like, that captures a lot of people's... For me, it did as well. Like, I, I think when I first got into Bioshock, the first one kind of intimidated me slightly. But then as soon as I sort of started playing it and getting into it a bit more and I was a bit less terrified, I was just so totally hooked by the story and how crazy and unique it was. For sure. Yeah, definitely. That is a good pick. And I think for beginners, like you said, it's it's because it's easy and because it's such a good story, you kind of end up getting into it more for the story, even if you're like a little bit scared of, you know, horror-y kind of things. There's not many introductory horror games, I don't think. Like, they're quite a hard thing, I think, to get into. Yeah, I think they would be a lot of them too. You, like at least here, you you know you can get plasmids, so it's like all right, fine. I'll just let light everyone on fire or something like that. So yeah. even though I'm scared, I have fire from a distance. But exactly. like a lot of other ones, yeah. it's like don't move or something will scare you, and you're like I'm too scared. I'm definitely moving, <laughs> and you don't. Yeah. And I don't have a weapon. <laughs> yeah, non-weapon horror games are just not not my jam. I like being able to just throw everything possible and run away. Still. Like, having both options is great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Being able to throw bees and crows at people definitely <laughs> makes me feel better in any situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> bees! <laughs> Good number four. So, we're on to yours now, Steph. I was going to say, is it my number four? Yeah. Um, so, my number four is... I've gone super casual. I've gone with Pokemon Go. Because... It's just, it's the most casual game that I could kind of think of that I think everyone plays or played at some point. And just, like, I think it's one of those games where people played it and then you'd ask them, oh, so do you you play any games? And they'd be like, no, I don't play any games. And you're like, well, but you're playing Pokemon Go. Like, that's a game. Even though it's not what I think traditionally, like, a hardcore gamer would think of as a game, it still kind of falls under that, that kind of umbrella of games. Um... 
So if you somehow missed what Pokemon Go is, it's uh, a mobile game that uses AR to put Pokemon into the world and uses your phone's like GPS and stuff to like find Pokemon and you can capture or battle and train them as you know you do with Pokemon. Um, and it's free to play, which is always you know a fun, a fun thing. Um, but I think it was one of the first phone games that I played definitely that used AR which I thought was quite cool in that kind of way. AR is a really cool tool that I don't think anyone really uses but I think gaming would be super cool if we could get more and more like AR. Can you imagine being in a room and there's just a bunch of stuff? I mean it'd be terrifying at some point but <laughs> I was going to say if it was a horror game, game I think I would probably nope out of that. But <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah I think I'd just fall on the floor and just I don't know shake for a while but <laughs> still it would be fine. Um, But I don't know. Pokemon Go was definitely a mobile game. So I play a little bit of mobile games, but not a huge amount, I don't think. But this was something that I think even I got picked up in. Because, like, everyone just... It swept everyone. Did you... I know, Nikki, you did a bit, right? Dad, did you play it at all? Uh, Or do you play it? uh, I didn't play it, but I'd go with my friends when they'd go play. Um, I think back when it came out, my cell phone was too shitty. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think i had the same problem like for a while when i had it i think i literally was like well i can get a new phone and play pokemon go that was like one of the reasons <laughs> for me upgrading my phone was finally being able to like take part which is why i don't think i ever got hooked on it because by the time i could play it i played it for a bit but then everyone was kind of just like falling off at that time or they'd gotten so far ahead of me that i was just like okay i'm never gonna catch up like screw this kind of thing but mm. i remember when it first came out i was coming home from like work or something in Birmingham and we were going through like this park where there were a bunch of Pokemon stops and there was just literally like a horde of people in this park like just they'd set up like a little camp they'd look like they'd been here for at least a couple of days and they were just all playing Pokemon Go um, and we kind of like half joined them because there was a Pokemon stop there while we waited for the bus and we're like okay we'll catch some Pokemon and stuff and then suddenly from somewhere someone like yelled there's an electric bars over there and like this whole horde just took off running oh my god <laughs> I was so confused it was terrifying oh and I just saw all these people being like where the hell is this horde of people running to it was just it was crazy when it came out like the amount of people that were just obsessed with catching Pokemon I think it kind of relit that that Pokemon uh, thing that we had back in the 90s mm. where everyone yeah. just played it but like the reason I think I chose for it like for this is because I think it's just been a really good game to reintroduce people to Pokemon in general and like games I know that um, like my nephew plays it and he has like no concept of gaming in general like we've tried to get him to play actual Pokemon on a DS or something and he's just looked at it like it's a space age creature that i've given him and yeah, it's just i guess like, it's, what, yeah, why would you brought it into the modern world a bit which is cool definitely yeah. and i think also with things like pokemon let's go there's this been this lovely transition from like mobile game to switch game and stuff um where let's go is basically like a little bit more of an evolved form of pokemon go so you can kind of see where they're kind of trying to push people into gaming which is that kind of nice transition um so yeah that was kind of why i chose it because it just seems to be leading a new wave of people to get into pokemon which i'm always a fan of i don't know if you have you played much pokemon in general i played uh back back in the day as a kid so i played uh red and i played yellow version and then uh maybe a couple months ago i actually replayed red and we did a podcast episode on it and it was so fun going back to pokemon again um 
Oh my gosh, those games are awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely Red was like my first one. I really loved Red. Yeah, I was never like a ginormous Pokemon fan, but I played the older ones as emulators on my phone, uh, like the Game Boy Advance ones and stuff. And I, I did get into it definitely m- a much later time than everyone else, but I did really enjoy it. And the thing is, when Pokemon Go came out, I basically, um, I was on that straight away, but my phone, as you guys just said, was not very good for it. <laughs> I remember it took up all of my space on my phone. So whenever I needed anything else, I was like, shit, I can't. It's just Pokemon Go. I can't get a taxi, can't get an Uber, just gonna have to Pokemon go my way home. Um, eventually I got a new phone and it was fine. And I, I think what I used to do is I used to come in and out and play it quite a bit. Like when the fads and the updates were out, I'd, I'd be on it. But I did find that a lot of my friends who didn't ever play games did have Pokemon go. And that was quite nice because, and I think that's why it's a very good choice because yeah, people that have never played games were playing it. And it was just quite cool because obviously it is, you know, it's a bit of a nerdy game. So when you're not nerdy games, like friends start playing it, it's, it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. But I will say, yeah, <laughs> I, I found some friends that, that basically had like poker stops by their house. And I definitely hung out with them a bit more. <laughs> good to know. Good to know that you abuse people for their Pokemon Go stuff. I know. I didn't have one <laughs> in my house. Comes out. But like, if I, if I noticed someone did, I'd be like, oh, hey, what you doing today? <laughs> Can I come in for a coffee? <laughs> Get oh my god, mind. that's great. That's awesome. I, Storm your way. I think that's something like you guys said that's really great about Pokemon Go is it got a lot of people hanging out with each other too. Like, um, I've got a friend who like him and his uh, wife they went to like a Pokemon Go convention and they like made friends there and then like some of those people ended up coming to their wedding later and like stuff like that. It's like in terms of like games bringing people together, Pokemon Go like killed it at that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because they're still running, like, raid stuff and things, and it's still got such a big, like, following. That's really cool mm. that it's kind of building the same kind of community that, like, things like MMOs do and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's, uh, one thing I was going to say as well is it's, it's good for you. I know it's a lot of people were saying that they didn't get out of the house very much, um, but when sort of Pokemon Go came about, they were actually, like, going outside, like, going to the park, like, going on walks, and I think that was really nice because it gave people a reason to kind of want to go for a walk or go outside. And I know for me at one point, I needed to start running again. So I would actually get Pokemon Go on my phone and I would jog around and be like, right, there's a Pokestop here. It's very embarrassing. I don't know whether I should be ashamed to say this, that, you know, jogging was not something that I could do naturally without a game, but it was just funner because I was like, I don't know, it just, it, it gave me like a purpose to be, to be running as opposed to just being like, oh, this is shit. I hate exercise. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's fair. I think that's what a lot of people did. Like you said, it was a great like use of getting people to yeah go for a walk and stuff. I think like quite a lot of people had like a lot of stories about like weight loss things of like helping them like just go for a walk, and then obviously those walks started turning into like longer and longer ones the more into the game they got. So um, yeah, but I remember there were a bunch of stories around at the time. Although part of my facts was that it can also be a very dangerous yeah, game. I was gonna say. <laughs> and that people have obviously gotten into trouble while playing Pokemon Go and they had to put in things about driving because people were driving around while playing Pokemon Go, which is not good. Uh, mm. Several people get hit by cars while they were playing it because they were just like walking in front of, like just walking out into the street because <laughs> their heads were in their phones. And even two drunk men fell off a cliff. I think they're fine, they survived. Oh, but oh they <laughs> like were just doing something and then just fell out like just weren't paying attention and fell off which is just ridiculous that this is a dangerous phone game (laughs) beware beware the dangers of pokemon go um 
<laughs> but another one I had was the again on the more side of helping people was that it was helping players um, in the US about learn about the metric system because obviously the game was in miles yeah. uh, so they had to work out converting miles to kilometers to work out when eggs and things would hatch so it was teaching a lot of people about how to do that and I'm like oh. I wouldn't know how to do that so <laughs> yeah huh. thanks fair enough <laughs> I, yeah I was going to mention about the danger thing because I was going to say like anyone that still plays it like don't just go into someone's house because there's a poker stop there <laughs> <laughs> only go in if you know them and people were like arrested for going to people's gardens weren't they I remember that being a thing because they were like trespassing because there was like I don't know like a special Pokemon <laughs> yeah. yeah there was a couple of things I read that were like um, obviously poker stops were just kind of something that they the initially like Nantic just randomly like, put out and quite a few places end up having to put like a re- appeal to get them removed from their places so they got ended up being removed because they were a bunch on hospitals like fire stations all these kind of like really important areas but they were like worried about foot traffic of just these hordes of people like just standing around Um... outside so a bunch of them had to get removed from that and yeah a couple of people there was one i think that got removed from a cemetery because people were just hanging out in the cemetery for a while that weren't a bunch of goths you know it's just it happens Moving in on the goth. Used to this normal crowd. <laughs> that was some tough wars issues. It's getting dangerous. It's only gasoline there. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, gotta get those sweet ghost Pokemon. I remember actually when I when I was Pokemon going, I was like, I live near a beach, so sometimes a lot of people would be down there. There was a lot of good Pokemon by the beach. I remember once I was walking down there, and there was literally a Pokemon in the ocean. Like I don't know whether or not the the system had like malfunctioned, but it was probably. Like, we're very deep in the ocean, not just like, you know, you could go for a paddle and catch it. And I was genuinely concerned. I was like, shit. <laughs> like, I he swims out there. It's, it's a rare one, but it's not worth it. Don't drown for Pokemon. <laughs> Why? Why is so much worse than that now, you... though? So it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think they fixed all of, the, all of that shit, so it's fine. Yeah. That, or it was just some random ghost Pokemon trying to drown you. Oh, <laughs> God, you could make a weird like horror movie out of that creepy pasta just like pokemon <laughs> it's a good idea actually <laughs> done we'll start on an internet revolution somewhere <laughs> but yeah that's my that's my number four pokemon go awesome uh my number three then yeah yes. carry on cool uh my number three is what remains of each however yeah we will let you carry on with that and nikki will just have to use her backup oh i will yeah no no, i was gonna say i (laughs) thought you might have this i literally came up with this about half like an hour before we started and i was like i'm just gonna do this one instead of my other one i was like because this is a good game Uh, and i had a feeling you might have it so i'm not that surprised (laughs) yeah or bitter Yeah, this game's great, uh, I guess, for those people who have not played it. Um, it's a walking sim-style game. Um, I would say, personally, I think it's the best one of that genre of game. Um, so, being walking sim-style, it's pretty easy. Um, you don't you know, have any interactions you have to like do a right way to continue on. And the game ends up being you just explore this house, and there's a lot of uh, creative ways a story is told as you go through it, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, 
And then, I mean, I think even with that, like, I feel like this game should almost be, like, homework for, like, every creative writing class or something like that, because I thought the way you got the stories in the different rooms were so different in each way. I was I was super impressed by it. Like, I went in, like, thinking I might like it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And the, the amount you can read into each story individually and the story as a whole, like, is just some real different thinking. Like you said, it's, it's definitely, like, more creative writing, like, um, just prowess rather than yeah they've just done a good game you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know nikki is a big fan yeah i i absolutely loved it like i think for me it was probably it was more of an art form than a game like mm. i think it was just done so well in the way that as you're saying like about each room had like a different style like a different genre to it uh like depending on the person's room like it was incredible and i i think as well like not really knowing what you were getting into for me was like it was just really cool i was like i don't know if this is a horror game i don't know what this is i was like i'm kind of scared but not and then as it kind of unravels like it really tells a story and i think yeah it's just incredible yeah yeah it's yeah it's so cool i i'm i'm just so impressed with how they could tell a story like any any games they make i'm definitely want to buy in the future after experiencing this one um. <laughs> definitely yeah 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 it makes you want to follow them for sure and all the different things it's quite a difficult game to talk about without going into any individual stories or whatnot especially with the different ways that you do stuff like because obviously it is just a walking simulator but you feel like you do so many different things like during that time mm-hmm. again difficult without giving any specifics yeah. i know but <laughs> i was gonna say like <laughs> yeah yeah like it's it's kind of it almost has like a morbid undertone not giving anything away like i feel like a lot of the things you're like looking at and that are happening are like incredibly dark but it kind of doesn't seem so dark if that makes sense i don't know how to, it's so hard to talk about it like if, if no one's played the game i don't want to spoil it but it's so hard to describe the way it makes you yeah. feel but it's weird so this is what yeah this is kind of what i meant where it's like you can really easily read into every single story and the stories in a whole but it also has a very obvious surface level that you could kind of just stay at if you wanted to and just enjoy that or like yeah you could just go a bit deeper and really analyze it it's definitely one of those where you could spend a long time thinking about and i think we all do yeah (laughs) after playing it yeah i was gonna ask you as well like did you complete it down in in one sitting or did you do it kind of like coming in and out i think i did it in two sittings i think i did like half of it and then i had to do something and then i came back like the next day or something and finished it yeah i know i did that as well but yeah because i think even afterwards, even doing it in two sittings and coming back, like when it all finished, I felt like I was just like broken. I was just like, I feel so much. This is just an emotional game, but it's so clever. I think when a game can like make you feel that way as well. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Like I would definitely, definitely like get whatever it is, like if they release another similar game, but I did hear that they made one before this that was quite similar. I can't remember the name of it. I didn't have that on mine, but I don't know if you guys know. Uh, it's called The Unfinished Wand. I have a fact about that, actually. But I haven't played it, it, so I don't know uh, how good or not good it is. But I, I'm definitely interested after playing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I've played it. It is worth playing, for sure. Yeah. I'm So I can't remember... I don't think it's quite as ingrained in my head story-wise, but the just the mechanic of, of it is really different. Um, it doesn't give it much away about saying like what you do. So you're kind of in a white room at the whole time, and you throw paint. And that reveals, like, the route that you take. And then it also reveals, like, part of the story as well. And you get different paints and stuff. Um, Yeah, it's a really different kind of game. Like Edith Finch, it's kind of one of those things you can read in to quite a bit. 
Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend Mech and Trinite as well. It's a good game. And like I said, it's so different the way you navigate it. I've never really played anything like it before or since, I don't think. Awesome. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth trying. And I don't, I think it must be like really cheap now. It's quite an old one. Nice. Uh, I had two facts. Um, I'm guessing, Nikki, did you have facts also? I had a couple, but not too many. I couldn't actually find that much. What were your facts? Uh, one fact I've got is uh, one of the characters, Milton, I guess actually appears in Unfinished Swan um, as one of the characters in there, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's who this is. So that's kind of cool they connected their games. That's awesome. Uh-huh. I'd like to say I know that that happened, but, yeah, I totally missed that. It's, it's been a while since I played Unfinished Sword, so I think I just missed it totally. But that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, my other fact, uh, I guess this is more something I came across online, but uh, is uh, recently there was a clip uh, where Jimmy Fallon had Ninja on, uh, the streamer. And in it, Jimmy Fallon recommended What Remains of Edith Finch to play. He was like, Ninja, you got to play What Remains of Edith Finch. And he's like, it's it's awesome. It's like reading a book. Like, it's it's so good, which I thought was cool. Just that, like, Jimmy Fallon plays games. Holy shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or at least yeah. he plays this one. Like, I, I thought that was pretty cool um, as a thing to stumble across. And the, the creators were, like, so shocked about it, weren't they? They were just like, oh, my God. Like, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon just talked about us on a show, which I thought was really sweet as well. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, well, that never really happens, does it? Like, you never really hear recommendations for that kind of thing, I guess, in mainstream. Like, no one just goes, oh, you should totally check this out as a good... Like, you know, good books get mentioned or, like, really good movies they've seen recently. But, yeah, that's cool. Games never get that kind of, I don't know, platform. Yeah. I guess if he's talking to Ninja, that makes sense. Yeah. But still. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was cool. I was just like, that. he knows that. He has that to relate on or whatever. Mm, yeah definitely like you said i think even if you're not a huge gamer that's definitely one that you could get into and it would stay with you for a really long time even if you were like not didn't play any other games you'd kind of see it again more as like a experience kind of thing than a than just like oh, i'm playing a video game mm-hmm. yeah i agree like I, I think it's just quite a nice like opener for someone that can actually realize that you know games they're not just kind of things like just shooting people aimlessly like there is so much depth and story and i think that's a really nice example to like show someone if they didn't know that yeah definitely mm-hmm. um nikki do you want to throw in any facts um the only fact i was going to throw in which um, <laughs> it's a bit of a random one is that apparently weird old yankovic was going to compose a song about edie but they didn't for reasons i couldn't quite realize it was just something to do with the story not quite matching up but i just thought that was cool that weird al was going to do a song he didn't but he was gonna <laughs> interesting yeah. i guess it doesn't really fit with weird owls no. like tempo or that's, upbeat yeah, attitude that's why i was gonna mention it because i was like this is a weird fact i don't really get it but it's out there but yeah that... now i kind of hope that it happens <laughs> yeah but that's it nice yeah that's a really good number number three i like what we said i think he was gonna have it so well done for stealing one of nikki <laughs> always it's always enjoyable she's very pleased at this <laughs> <laughs> well normally nikki always steals mine so now she gets the feeling it's fine it's fine i'm glad at least it was mentioned and i thought it would be anyway so i was i was taking a risk but it's fine because um if we're all if we're all done with that one now i can talk about my my other one it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um is it my number three stuff that we're doing now um, well, you can have number three because we, I think we had Edith as number two. So if you want number three, I'll bump mine up to number two. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah Go for cool. it. that works. 
So the one that I'm going to mention as my number three is, is one that we've spoken about before, but we're going to do it anyway, which is The Walking Dead, the Telltale series. So for me, I think this was a pretty good one because obviously there is a TV show, The Walking Dead, but the game is, is so different in my opinion. And I think the game focuses a lot on, on the comic as well, but it still has that kind of concreted Walking Dead vibe within it. And if anyone has played a Telltale game, the, the premise is, is always kind of similar where it's obviously very story-based. Your choices impact the story like a lot. Uh, a lot of people remember what you say. <laughs> That's one thing <laughs> to remember. Um, and the things you do. So anything you do won't be forgotten. You'll be reminded constantly. But uh, yeah, like I will speak a bit about the story. Just I know we spoke about it before in, in other episodes, but I'll, I'll speak about it again just a little bit, which is that the, the main premise of the game when it starts is you are Lee Everett and he's been taken to prison after murdering a guy. And he is when he's sort of being transported, there's a, a zombie because The Walking Dead is about zombies. And he kind of, they think they crash and then the shit kind of hits the fan. Lee runs away from the zombies finds a lovely little girl called Clementine who has been hiding from zombies and the whole game is kind of your survival with her sort of becoming a protective figure to help her out help her find her parents and which I think is a very nice little relationship that you have which I think is quite nice because I just think it makes for a really good story uh some of the characters from the movie do kind of crop up in, in the game as well, which is pretty cool for anyone that's obviously, because if someone's already into the Walking Dead TV, sh- TV show and then hasn't really played the games or games at all, I think it's quite a nice one for them to uh, to pick up really. Yeah, that makes sense actually. I forgot about the fact that you could be really into the TV show and need more story and this is probably a good like halfway between kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's so story Yeah, for sure. And I think um, it's just a nice little introduction, I think, into gaming because there isn't sort of too many complex things going on. It's just sort of one of those ones where you have a bit of like an inventory and you sort of examine things, but it's all very, very story driven and it's quite addictive. I I admit I haven't actually done the last season. I'm like in between all of it at the moment. So I don't know what, you know, I don't know how it all kind of, because it's it's finished, right? It's it is. In now. It's finished. Yeah. It It's really, the last season's really good too. They like... I, I think it's as good as season one. Like, it's on yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I'm really excited to finish it, but also I don't want to finish it because it's really good. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one that I've been I've been playing over a really long period of time. I didn't play it when it first came out properly, but I've sort of picked it up over time and sort of been doing it when I can. And, and yeah, I, I just think it's a really interesting story and how it's sort of developed and how much sort of character development there's been. It's, it's just a good one. And I think, yeah, because it is so story heavy, I think it could really sort of grab people and kind of get them into to that kind of world. Yeah, I'm re- I'm glad that we have Dan with us because I feel like we're going to mention a lot of story based uh, <laughs> story based games, but they work really well for beginners because, like you said, they're so you kind of get gripped by a story and not by gameplay, which sounds silly for a game to not be you know the main reason of playing it. But I think a lot of beginners won't realize that there are those options out there. Yeah, no, I think so because I feel like it's like if you like watching like TV shows that are like long running, which are what's in now, like. You will like games. You just might not know it yet, or haven't found the right yeah. ones. Like, yeah, and yeah, I I agree with uh, Nikki here. This actually Walking Dead. This is what like brought me back into video games is playing this game. Uh, I because uh, I was big into the Walking Dead, uh, watching the show, and I was looking and I saw that they had the games, and I was like, Jordan, have you played these? And he's like, I haven't, uh, but they look like they're good. Do you want to play them? And we started playing them, and I was like holy shit, all right, I, I, there's a different side to video games I never knew, and these ones, like, yeah. 
really probably got us to end up doing the podcast ultimately and everything like that. Like, they're they're awesome. I really love them. Mm. In that regard, I'm surprised we don't have a crossover. <laughs> yeah. It's not it, on your list. Yeah, I made it in uh, my first honorable mention. I almost uh, put it on, but uh, then I put one other game on instead. Um, <laughs> uh, fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> but, That's good. Yeah. I, last second, I decided not to put it on, um, but it's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Steph, you've played it as well, right? I think you mentioned it once before in one of our episodes. Yeah, I have. Um, and I think for me, because it's kind of, it's Telltale and it, it's point and click at its heart, but it was kind of that resurgence of point and click games. Because um, I'm such a big point and click person, but this was kind of taking a new spin on that. And because normally all the point and click games are quite like bright and happy things. You know what I mean? Like we've got like Monkey Island and Broken Sword and those kind of things where they're kind of light adventure like there's a little bit of darkness but nothing heavy like this and this kind of like took that and kind of added all the really cool elements that were going on with story-based games like all the remembering things and making you feel like everything has a really big consequence to your action it's not just like oh no i've clicked a thing accidentally like who cares it's like no people you have to deal with people remembering the shit that you've done <laughs> yep and like who you've murdered or who you've chosen oh, to save yeah. um yeah that's a big part yeah. of it <laughs> but no I really like them they're good and I'm the same as you Nikki I need to play the, the final the final set with Clem but yeah I can don't think I can bring myself to do it yet I need a yeah. need a point yeah I think yeah it's, it's definitely a good one and I think if anyone was to ask me like what's some of the first games that I should play I think this is what would be very high on my list also among other Telltale games because I just think they're just quite good there's enough action to keep you kind of involved but like not too much that it's overwhelming and and yeah like i was gonna say because the wolf among us was one that i was also gonna probably put in my own mentions because that's also a good one but yeah. yeah i just think the walking dead for me stands out quite a lot as is one of one of the best ones i think and uh and yeah I, I do have a few facts i say a few i've got quite a lot but i'm not going to mention <laughs> all of them um which is that one Reserved. of them was um, apparently clementine was actually almost cut from the game completely because they thought people wouldn't be able to connect to her but then they kept her which i think is crazy because for me wow. like, she, she was one of the biggest connections yeah that's insane. Like you said, she's like the, now the main character of them, yeah. like after the first one. That was it. She took over. Yeah. I, I, and I think, yeah, with her being so young as well, I think you, like, you really have like the need to look after her as well, which is something that I think a lot of people had. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, could, I can't imagine the games without her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would be as good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, me either. Yeah. Uh, another fact I've got, which is more of just a funny fact, is apparently um, in episode five in No Time Left, you, actually, I hope Steph, you haven't given this fact before. But I found it funny, which is apparently where you when you're in the room with a dead couple on the bed, talking to Kenny will repeatedly cause this to happen, which is where Lee basically walks over to the player and says, Randy Tudor, good man, damn fine man, powerful stash. That's it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> Randy Tudor is the lead programmer at Telltale Games and he has a good moustache. <laughs> I weird. do remember that fact. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Like, it's always weird ones. I was like, what is this? I read it and I didn't say anything about actually like Randy Tudor until I Googled him and then I saw his face and he was a lead programmer and I was like, okay, I think someone just randomly put that in because I thought it was funny. Was, it, was he a good moustache? Did he have a good, he did, yeah. powerful moustache? It was a good nice. moustache. <laughs> powerful moustache. Jealous. <laughs> yeah, so that I think actually that's probably all my facts to be honest. I don't think I've really got any other sort of good ones apart from the fact that 
Um, apparently Kirkman, so obviously the creator of The Walking Dead, did ask Telltale to avoid um, sort of telling anything involved with the comics main character Rick Grimes um, and wanted to kind of keep them very separate at first because obviously he'd already kind of mentioned that he had a lot planned for that. Um, because actually the, the it seems the game was actually sort of being made almost before the TV show had started, which I find confusing, but apparently that's the thing. It takes a long time for games to get made, yeah. surprisingly. So, um, but I thought that was kind of obvious, although there is some kind of like references to the TV show, they are, they do sort of sit quite far away from it, which I think is actually good for them. Yeah, although there is that Michonne episode, which I've not played, but that exists, right? There is. I've just made that up. Yeah, there's an episode with just, that's about her. That's my fact. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I haven't played them either, but yeah, there, there are some Michonne ones. Uh, okay, they might they may have like come into it a bit more as it kind of progressed. I guess they were probably yeah. kind of like allowed for it a bit more. I have a feeling it was like between the first and the second while they waited um, for everyone from them to make the the sequel uh, to it. It came out because ever obviously the TV show was kind of in full swing at that point and everyone was super into it. So I think they kind of yeah. rushed in with that. Yeah, there was like a little bit like here you go, have something while you wait for yeah, our version true. of it. Actually, I do have another fact. Oh, bonus fact. Okay, so yeah, there was going to be a potential crossover between the show and the game, which was that um, Clementine was apparently going to encounter a wild tiger, which presumably escaped from a zoo. Uh, they the game actually scrapped this idea because the development developers thought that it was a bit too unrealistic. But the, the TV show obviously took that <laughs> upon themselves with Ezekiel, which I think is from the, the graphic novel, right? Like, it's I don't I've never read the graphic novel. I know you have stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think I got that far into. It. I can't um, remember now. It was a long time since I read them and i didn't get as far as as that because there's some weird stuff that happens in the comic so it yeah. may be i mean but, comics always have weird so stuff, this right? yeah this was gonna happen like before ezekiel even appeared with his pet tiger so clementine oh. was gonna was gonna come across them which i thought actually would be very cool but also i agree it's slightly weird yeah you would just be a bit like oh okay we're taking a turn <laughs> i see yeah it's weird that you could accept it later in the show or in the comic later yeah, it, yeah he ezekiel's tiger is in the comic too but yeah uh, yeah, it's oh, weird. Okay, no, I, I've, yeah, I found out here it says that apparently it was later introduced into the comics. So the, the tiger idea came first with the game, scrapped, but then appeared in the comics. So uh. they must have kind of like had a thought and then the TV show were like, fuck it, we want a tiger. <laughs> Kirkman loved that idea. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, tigers! <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> I like it. But, uh, I like the idea that someone was just like, I'm bored of drawing zombies. What else can I draw? <laughs> Let's put in a tiger. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's my number five. And that's all my... Not my number five. Woof. You've gone back. <laughs> back in time. <laughs> that's my number something. Number three? <laughs> Don't know. Counting? Well done. Okay. It's confusing it's when we split them because I'm like, that was just... That was my number. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki got to... T- Nikki got to talk and that's about all she paid attention to. <laughs> I wait, I wait uh, for my it, cue and then I start and then I don't know where I am. <laughs> she, she just blanks out everything else. It's just like, here are all the facts that you need to know. That's it. <laughs> Fuck everything else. What are we doing? Podcast? Fact time with Nikki. Um, <laughs> that is what it would be if no no one else was here to like help her and she just... Constant facts. It just didn't stop. It would be never <laughs> I'd tire myself out. I'd just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> just every so often we'd poke her and she'd just spit out a fact like Nikki give us a fact <laughs> like some kind of weird fact savant just just knows <laughs> the oracle the oracle Nikki Nikki has yeah. hurt herself in her confusion <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> 
please, Pokemon. please take the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, but Dan, I think that means it's your number two. Okay, cool. Um, my number two is Life is Strange. So this is where I was considering putting Walking Dead. Um, but I felt like Walking Dead and Life is Strange uh, do have a lot of similarities, so that's why I, was, I uh, wasn't going to put both of them on my, yeah. my top yeah. five. But So, again, similar to Walking Dead, it's an episodic game, uh, which, again, I think translates to TV pretty well for someone who's like, oh, I play an episode for a couple hours and can like set it down. That seems appealing mm. for new gamers. Uh, it's, again, similar to Walking Dead, pretty easy gameplay, like... Uh, you have some agency, but a lot of it's, like, just kind of choosing how to interact with people and stuff like that, which is cool. Like, I, I think that that's probably pretty helpful. Not like how we talked about with shooting or something that can be harder. This, I think, makes it a good for an early game for someone. And I was thinking, too, uh, that it has a series, and, and Walking Dead does, too. But if you end up liking the game, well, good, there's more. Like, uh, you could get really into a series if you really want to. So that was kind of my thought process for that one. Yeah, that's cool. And you make a really good point about the episodic kind of thing that I hadn't thought of. It's like, because we always complain, obviously, about our, like, backlog issues and stuff. And when you have, like, life and work and everything, it's really hard to fit uh, a lot of games in. So now they're kind of splitting these kind of nice episodic things in, but they're so story-driven. It's nice to be able to just pick them up for a little bit, get something out of it, like, something really intense, and then being able to put it down and being like, okay, I've only got a couple of hours, so I've done something, and I've done a game thing, or I've watched, like, like you would watch a program and then just go on with your day. Like, you don't have to worry about, oh, God, I have to put 500 hours into this game. Right, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's something that is, like, it's awesome, but it's hard with games that are enormous. You're like, it's so cool that you made a 100-hour game, but, like, I'm 31. I don't have 100 hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where am I finding this time? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, thanks. I'll, I'll finish this when I'm 90. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that struggle is real. I mean, yeah, the limiting you have to do to yourself now, you have to be really like, I would love to play this game, yeah. but my life says no. So goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real challenge. I, I, just, I, I didn't appreciate it when I had the time when I was younger. Right, same. <laughs> oh, yeah, I go to go back to like having nothing to do all day at like uni or something, and just be like, I have games all day today. I mean, I was yeah. studying and doing things. <laughs> I should have been doing. <laughs> and uh, I've got two facts, I guess. Um, nice. One fact is that a lot of the license plates in the game uh, kind of give shout outs to like different TV shows. That's so like a license plate referencing X-Files or referencing Twin Peaks or Breaking Bad or different things like that. So that's kind of a cool little hidden thing inside the game. That's really cool. I've never noticed that. Or yeah. I've never even heard that fact. Yeah, Life is Strange is, is really cool for those kind of little like pointers to kind of like pop culture and stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really like that about it. Uh, and then this one isn't a big fact. This is more of like a personal fact. But uh, earlier this year, I went on vacation to Oregon. And I went to Tillamook Bay, which is kind of where Arcadia Bay is based off of. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I we got to take like a couple pictures that it like looks pretty similar to a couple of the vantage points from like the lighthouse down looking at the town. Um, and I posted them online. I'll, 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 I guess I'll repost them once this episode's up. But it was really cool, like just being like, oh, my gosh, it's 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 like it was in the game, like feeling like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't I didn't realize that it kind of had like real life kind of references to it. Yeah, def definitely post those because they'd be really cool to look at. It, mm. 
Will do. But um, I was actually going to say, like, Life is Strange is one that I really wanted to put on put on here. I didn't as well because, like, you were saying, like, with I, with The Walking Dead, like, things like that would be quite similar. And I didn't want to overload too much. Um, but Life is Strange was definitely one that I, I'd considered a lot, especially because I've just started playing season two. And I love it. It's, it's so good. I'm only, like, two episodes in, but I'm already hooked. And I just think with, with games like that, especially, like, they're just so, just so addictive because it's such a good storyline. You just can't stop. Yeah, and yeah. And I think, yeah, like, as well, that as you was, like, saying before about, like, the episode ways. Once I've almost started, like, I will just finish the entire episode. And it's quite nice to be able to think, okay, well, I've done that one. I'll wait a bit and then I'll do the other one. It kind of makes it feel a bit more manageable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I feel, because, you know, some weeks it's like, okay, I have time to game for an hour or two. An episodic game, like, lets me feel like I did something instead of, like, yeah. you know, you're in some giant game and it's like, okay, I found a horse and that's it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely like that nice kind of, I found that I've done a lot more indie games for that reason recently where I'm like, I've only got a couple of hours and I want to feel like I want to complete something and put it like, pick it up and put it down versus, I don't know, like trying to, Breath of the Wild took me ages because it's like, I ran across the map today. That is all I've done. (laughs) (laughs) It just feels so like, did I do anything? I swear I did something. I played it for like five hours this (laughs) evening. Like what the hell happened? Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's so good. I think just because it is so, like, almost like a movie, I think that would really be quite good for someone that's not really played games much to be able to experience something which isn't so overpowering, but it's just almost like watching TV sometimes, but sort of being involved in it and making decisions. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That is a good number two. Nikki, you're they're rubbing off on me now. I'm like, <laughs> that what is number? A good <laughs> choice. Choice. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I didn't mean to have sort of quite condescending of like, good choice, man. <laughs> it's more just she me just, trying to just think of things. I forgot where we are as well. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just tuned out, just went into my own little world. Yeah. Yeah, became the act of on. Um, is, that, is that me? Yeah, I think yeah. it's you now. Is that yeah, we are? it's you. Cool. Um, so my number two that I've gone with is Animal Crossing. Because it's the simplest game ever. Uh, it's described as a social simulation game uh, by Nintendo. Um, and you play as like a little human that lives in a village where everyone else is an animal that talks, which just sounds like my dream. It sounds um, like a nightmare. <laughs> sounds like an absolute nightmare. What the hell are the people? Um, it sounds like it's going to sound like there's nothing to do because it's one of those things where you don't have any quests or you don't really have goals unless you kind of set them yourself like it gives you a couple but it makes it sound like there's just it's a game of nothing which it kind of is but it makes it a really good game for i think beginners or people who play games but don't really like that whole conflict thing like i know a couple of people that really like games like stardew and that kind of thing for that reason where it's like i want to play a game and i enjoy playing games but i don't like fighting and i don't like you know, shooting stuff and, and that kind of thing. And you're like, what the hell can you play? And then you're like, actually, there are quite a few games where you're like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Have a house. Build some shit. You can catch some bugs and fish and look for fossils and make friends with your neighbours. I remember playing this on, like, the DS. I think the DS is the only one I've properly played for a while. 
and I remember there was at one point where people were like, I'm going to come round for tea at this time. And I was like, okay, cool. When does that time happen? And because it's connected to the console clock, it was like actually that day. So I had to remember that on like Friday at like 5 p.m. I had to go meet this stupid animal at my house. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, wait, I can't do anything with you that day, real friend, because I've got to go meet uh, Poppy, the weird pig You'd be at a bar with friends and you'd be like, sorry, guys, I've got a dinner with a rabbit. (laughs) And everyone just look at you like, okay, what is what she on? And there's just me in a corner with my DS, like, haha, getting all my jokes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's weirdly, it's one of those games you get weirdly addicted to because as a gamer who kind of likes goal, I like questing and stuff like that, and I like having things to do. It's kind of one of those nice things where you make your own because it doesn't force you to, but it gives you lots of little options to do things. Like the main thing really is just to like chill out and collect things, but you owe. Tom Nook, who is essentially like I don't know the mafia boss of the say, game. Isn't he like a demon? A demon. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people he's... say that he's like terrifying. Well, he's just he's a raccoon that you owe money to. So I, is that a terrifying concept? Probably. Like if a raccoon turned up at your door and was like, "Hey, Nikki, you owe me five hundred bells." Yeah, I, I like, think oh, I was shit, on some kind of drugs at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what it is. He kind of like he buys your house for you. He's kind of like, I don't know, a loan shark? I think that's the best way to describe (laughs) Tom Nook. Um, But he's kind of like the only main driving force for you to do stuff in the game. Like, you collect stuff and then you sell it back to him. And then you get, like, money and stuff from him. (laughs) Which you then give back to him to pay off the house (laughs) that you bought from him. Yeah, it's a... I think someone needs to look into his business. (laughs) I don't think I'm describing this very well. He's basically a mafia raccoon. Don't play this game. He'll come at you. He'll come for your kneecaps. Um, but it's it's surprisingly a fun game. It is. You kind of just make your own little... It's like Stardew, right? You collect uh, things and fossils and you can make your own collection in your house. Like They kind of expanded it more, I think, since I probably played it, um, where you can make furniture and make things and decorate your house and stuff. So if you kind of like games like The Sims and stuff, where there's not really much of a goal other than to just look after your person this is kind of it without the pressure of you know i need to take this person to the toilet every two seconds right like it it kind of makes sense um just gotta just gotta meet someone for dinner every now and again (laughs) yeah some really some really pushy animal is gonna turn up and demand that you're here at 5 p.m i just i need to know what happens if you're not there um i think like a toilet papered house or (laughs) They just return to ashes. Um, no, it's like I think they're just really disappointed. Like they, um, you just have to, yeah, you have to just deal with the real life consequences of someone being really sad oh, that you missed their that. right. It's, it's intense. Um, <laughs> actually, and at some points, I remember like you, if you leave the game for ages and then you come back, there will be totally different people in your town. Like so, people move. Oh wow away and come back i think especially if you're not really friends with them and you don't make an effort they just like leave and you'll turn up one day and they're like oh yeah this new person's in town you're like who the fuck is this are you, duck? Are you sure like, they're leaving and they're not just dying of old age and that's just being <laughs> hidden from you <laughs> oh. oh oh god <laughs> sorry i didn't think that would be so dark i just thought you know <laughs> leaving just sounded a little bit kind of like well why would they leave just because you're not there they've gone to the farm nikki <laughs> don't question it <laughs> the mafia raccoon came after them 
Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Oh, who knows what happened to just, Paul? Is this a ditch somewhere on Animal Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> just filled oh, with man. animals. <laughs> <laughs> this game. None Wait, this is a game for giving it. Tom Nook had to make an example of this. This is totally backfired for you, hasn't it, Steph? <laughs> I don't know why I've mentioned this game. It's ruined. Um, it's supposed to be a lovely game for people who don't like uh, conflict, and I just ruined it. <laughs> um, it was. I'm just going to carry on going. Uh, it was originally released on the N64, which I didn't realise, um, but only in Japan because Japan just gets all those kind of quirky things first. Um, and then I think we got the first version. It was on GameCube. Again, I didn't play it until I had it on the. DS, the first DS, and then I've not really played any of them since properly since it was on phone. There's like a mobile version which you can play for free now as well, uh, called like Pocket Camp. I think that's the most recent one, other than the one that's coming out um, sometime next year, I want to say, on the Switch. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to buy it because I know what am I going to do? It's not a game I have. I don't have time to do a long game and this is a game of nothing, of long stuff. So why would I pick this game up? But I know at some point I will succumb and I will buy this game. I'll be like, well, well I need to owe Tom money. You know, where's that pressure coming from? In real yeah. life. I was going to ask Dan actually, have you have you played this strange gangster game? <laughs> I, I haven't actually. Uh, it does sound like a game I would like though. Like um, it seems really fun. It is fun. I'm not. I don't think I'm selling it very well. Um, but it is. It is fun. It's. It's peaceful. It is really peaceful. So if you're kind of in that mood where you're really like, I want to play something, but I don't want um a very intense time, this is kind of that game because it's like the least intense game I could think of, which is kind of why I've mentioned it on the list. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say as well. Actually, I do actually have the. I've never actually played it. The other ones, but I have recently downloaded the Pocket Camp. I haven't played it yet. I get a lot of notifications telling me to come play and come to dinner, but uh, I haven't really <laughs> played it. But I want to because it's one of those games which I feel like would be quite nice. Like if you're just laying in bed after like a stressful day, just to like go and like fish, and and stuff. So I'm I'm definitely gonna. It's on my list to play. It's on my phone. Yeah, I definitely think trying it out on the phone is a great way of seeing whether you could get into it for sure. Because the the Pocket Camp version is very similar. There's a couple of little bits which are like a little bit more mobile um mechanic based but um yeah it's good i'm not it's, gonna look at it in the same game. way as i would have done now though but well yeah you'll see tom nook i think you <laughs> i can't remember tom nook's in the mobile one he must be i think it's because you own a van because you're out camping you don't have a house this time he doesn't own your house but he does own your van and you think you have to pay that off <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know i'll so... take some screenshots if i see him and i'll uh, post them yeah and if i find you with like broken legs one day then so be it yeah the rac- I know the raccoon has been. Um, <laughs> or lots of animals so, are sad at you. <laughs> yeah. You haven't visited them. You're just really depressed. Like, all my animal friends have just left. <laughs> They've gone to the farm. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> um, so facts for this wonderful game. Um, what well, I don't know if I have that many like, facts. So the inspiration came uh, for the game's creator when he was trying to... He basically moved to Kyoto to work for Nintendo headquarters at the time and he kind of wanted to create the feeling that he had of being alone in a new town which is a little bit sad uh but also kind of an interesting concept for a game start um so he basically just kind of made things on things that he experienced like um 
getting letters from like people you know and then eventually letters from new friends that you've made getting eventually getting a job and then gradually filling your like new empty house with furniture and collectibles and you know the way that when you move into somewhere you slowly like build up lots of lots of shit right because everyone's a hoarder like me um and just has stuff everywhere of like useless i don't know game shit that i just seem to collect um but i thought that was quite a cool concept i like those kind of weird things of like people making games out of stuff that you are just like real life kind of experiences and stuff my other fact was that bitches love animal crossing that's something i <laughs> underlined on my notes um <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently former president of nintendo iwata noted that 56 percent of people who pre-ordered animal crossing new leaf when it came out was female um <laughs> many of them purchasing a ds literally just for that game uh, and he found that adult women between the ages of 19 and 24 were particularly noteworthy for that game so I don't know if I, I don't think I fell into the bracket when New Leaf came out. I can't quite remember the year that came out. I think I was just a bit older, but I still, you know, it was good. Um, <laughs> Bitches love Animal Crossing. <laughs> Facts. See, these are things you'll remember. If anyone asks you about Animal Crossing again, you can just be like, Bitches love it. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Um, <laughs> and the Tom Nook. Our famous uh, mafia raccoon is a tanuki, uh, a Japanese raccoon dog. Um, and apparently, according to legend, tanukis are known to be able to turn leaves into money, which explains why Nintendo chose a leaf to represent this series. And there's leaves everywhere in the thing. And um, you give leaves and they're all on the bells, which is like the currency that you collect to Tom Nook. So, I mean, I don't know why he needs your money if he can turn say, leaves into money. but Greedy. <laughs> no one knows greed like Tom Nook. Uh, yeah, that's my facts. That's Animal Crossing. Uh, mafia, raccoons, and depressive animals. Go play. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Yeah. I can't believe we're on to number one now, though. Number one. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So for me, I chose Mario Kart 64. Oh, nice, nice one. Yeah. Uh, so my I, i've actually played this a couple times recently and it still holds up really well like it's still just as fun as it was whenever mm. that came out <laughs> a long time ago <laughs> when we were kids yeah, like 90 90 something 90 i want to say well when did the n64 like 99 or was it earlier than that i don't know i feel yeah. like it was earlier than that wasn't it i don't know when did the first one come out uh, it must have been like 90 something 95 96 google google tells me 96 wow yeah. yeah, so, yeah, still good, still awesome, uh, really like it. Uh, I was thinking one thing that's good about this game is it's got a really good single-player mode doing, like, the different, like, Mushroom Cup and all that, but then also it's good multiplayer mode, you know, when you could do verses with your friends and race against them. And then also the, like, uh, the battle mode where you're, like, knocking each other over to knock the balloons off. Like, there's a lot of different ways mm -hmm. to play this game, so I feel like... It could give uh, a new gamer a lot of different things to try out. And I, I guess this is really probably the only racing game I really like. But, you know, I know people are really into racing games. So this could be a cool intro into that. Yeah, I think racing games are one of those things, though. Like, there's not that many types of racing games. But I think even if you're a racing fan or a not racing fan, you like Mario Kart. I don't know many people who don't like Mario Kart. That's for sure. I can't think of any. Can anyone think of any? Name some names. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there was a few, but I think Mario Kart is like the main one that stands out. Like that's the one, especially when it came out on like Wii and like Wii U and everything. Like it's like the main kind of go-to for like, oh, we're all like drinking. Let's go get, you know, crash into things. 
<laughs> That's how Nikki plays yeah. the game. Remember to not get into a car with Nikki. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I think and then sixty four one was was that the first one Mario Kart sixty four? Uh, SNES, I think. Uh, but I guess 64 was the first one that kind of took it into what we kind of know it today, right? Yeah. With the 3D version. Yeah, I think I think this was the first one that was huge. Like, I, I didn't realize there was an SNES one until I bought a SNES Classic and then was like, oh, there was one before Mario Kart 64. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even <laughs> know that was on there. But, uh, yeah, I th- yeah, I feel like it's really good. And, right, it is fun to uh, drink while you play. Do, like, drink and drive Mario Kart. That's great. <laughs> as an adult yeah good way to uh, corrupt yeah. corrupt a childhood game yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah add alcohol to any game and what do you get um <laughs> but yeah it's but in that sense it's a good group game which i think is always the nice introduction to game is how do you, you get your kind of non-gaming friends to play games is to get them in a group and be like okay we're all gonna play this so if you're crap everyone's crap and it's got like, a really nice kind of system for leveling everybody out right without getting too technical like the rubber banding and stuff in in mario kart is great at making sure that nobody can just keep running away with everything like everyone can kind of catch up yeah yeah even yeah even with the items if you're up front then you don't get good items and the people up in the back get better items and it can help even the playing field a lot which is cool like and and and, yeah in a party mode like that like you know if you have enough friends over some of you are on losers get off new people get on like it's a good fun way to play a game with friends so yeah and i think as well like even if the playing field's a little bit skewed as soon as rainbow road happens everyone's just (laughs) so yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the ultimate test of like, can you actually play this game or yeah? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Rainbow Road's still disorienting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just hurts your eyes after a while. There's something they did to it, Nintendo. Just it's like that Pokemon episode that made everybody have like fits or something. You just does something to you. Uh, that mixed with alcohol. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Plus alcohol, you're just having like seizures or something. <laughs> A great way to spend a party day. Just <laughs> come round, everybody, and everyone's just like lying on the floor, probably. Great, great time. Best hangout ever. <laughs> uh, I've got two facts for Mario Kart sixty four. Also, um, nice. The first one is is that uh, when Boo the ghost makes you invisible, it lasts longer in this version than any other version. Uh, mm. I guess in this one you're invisible for like eight or nine seconds, and in the normal ones it's more like six or seven seconds. So you get a little longer to be invisible. That's cool. I wonder why. Weird, weird changes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It didn't say why, <laughs> but I was like, huh. <laughs> we'll uh, never know. <laughs> we'll never know. And then um, my other fact was this was intended to be uh, one of the launch titles for the N64, but. I guess Super Mario 64 took a little longer to develop, and so they just put all their resources into making sure that Super Mario 64 was out ahead of time, and so Mario Kart 64 got delayed a little bit. Uh, okay, didn't know that. Yeah, interesting that they pushed... I mean, I know that I guess it was the flagship, and everyone was used to that, but yeah, interesting that they kind of switched those. Yeah. I guess Mario Kart games are a little bit cheaper to make, if you're thinking about things i don't know i guess yeah because the premise is already kind of there right i suppose from like the other one that they did but maybe they just mm. i don't know i mean they're, they're both like equally good games but i guess they just decided at the time that they were going to try and push the the mario one i guess because it was a bit different maybe i don't know yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. cool. No, I, I, I love Mario Kart. Like, I still, like, I still play it today. I played it back in the day. Like, I think it's just one of those always really good ones that it's just so easy to jump in and out of. I'm terrible. I'm absolutely awful. And I get really annoyed when everyone else beats me, but it's still a good time. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not allowed to play it when Nikki comes over, but she loves it. <laughs> she will demand it. <laughs> it gets hidden. It gets yeah. hidden away from her. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a, that's a good game to have on the list. Um, in that case, should we do our number one, Nikki? Yes. Do you want to go and reveal it? I'll let um, you do the honours. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that, because our number one was Mario Party. Oh, nice. So, that's quite cool, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, Nintendo getting all the mentions. Yeah. <laughs> Mario is holding the top spot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if you want to leave with that one, Steph, and sort of explain why we picked it. Sure. I think for very similar reasons to why you would have chosen uh, Mario Kart Down, it's just like, it's one of those games you can put on with a lot of people. Um, obviously, because Mario Party is a party game says in the name um but it's definitely for me it's one of those games that i can get out for pretty much anybody if you're in a situation with a group of people like family friends uh people that you know don't play games at all but they get the game pretty much instantly because it's essentially just a board game although like the good ones are just like it's a board game everyone knows how to play a board game pretty much and everyone can kind of pick up a mini game for 30 seconds even if they're not used to a control like and it's got that kind of nice balancing system again it's just it's a fun game to play with a group of friends and i know a lot of uh friends that i know don't play video games this is a game that they enjoy playing if they come over they're like oh we're going over to like stuff's house we'll play a video game i will definitely want to play mario party um but even for your gamer friends it's still fun so it's kind of that nice Again, leveling of like if you've got gamers with you and you've got non gamers, it kind of re levels everybody yeah. into that. It definitely has Especially that. With the bullshit. Yeah, it definitely has that leveling vibe. Like, it's almost like they, they have a similar kind of blue shell in Mario Party. I know it sort of differs from game to game, but um, I think there's a thing where you can like steal like everybody's like stars or like steal like the person going against stars. And I always remember this because I remember playing with my brother once and I've never seen such rage on a human being as to when <laughs> he was like in the top spot the whole time and then I come in right at the end and I steal all of his stars stars and he's left with nothing i was being like yep welcome to the real yeah. world <laughs> um yeah, it's so between it's nice. that and the yeah. bullshit stars you get at the end for participating and you're like oh i'm in the I'm lead i'm definitely gonna win when the like end game and then they're just like here's a star for being in the team and then like somebody gets like five stars for nothing and you're like what the hell man <laughs> just takes it from you <laughs> yeah it's, it's good i think it, it makes it accessible and it means that you know like because all the mini games are so different and not everyone's going to be good at, at you know certain mini like mini games and things like that so it's, it's quite nice yeah you don't have to be really good at like speedier using controller for everyone because some of them are just like memory games and stuff like that like you know, you can either be good at that or, like, there are some people I know who are really good at the fastest finger games, but they're crap at, I don't know, remembering matching pairs or doing a puzzle. So, yeah, it definitely helps helps that level out. And the trick is always to put in somebody who's a computer character so you don't get too much rage happening. That's, that's the tip I've learned if you're playing Mario Party with a group of friends. <laughs> put in someone you can hate. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally Peach. <laughs> That that's a good tip to have the the universal hate. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise it's just gonna get directed at somebody, and it's a less fun game. <laughs> For me, my go-to is always like Waluigi. He's to me, he's just the worst. So I'm like, if I put him in the game, everyone would just be like, "For God's sake, Waluigi," and just ignore <laughs> me, and it's fine. 
<laughs> I, I, I like, too, uh, what you brought up with the mini games too, is there's a lot of elements of games. So, like, oh, puzzles or memory things or button match, like, you know, all of those different things. And it's like that person can then know, like, oh, I'm, I may be into puzzle games or I know I'm not into puzzle games. Like, that that's cool to as an introduction to kind of be able to learn a bunch kind of quickly from one game even. Yeah, definitely. And I know, like, I have one particular friend and she just, she's never really been into gaming. She's only really become into games from, like, her her now partner. And um, she's not really ever got games. And we played Mario Party with her and she's just so into it. She gets so competitive. And she's just become really good at it because she's like, this is my game. I, I like party games. And now if you're like, oh, it's a party game with some mini games or it's kind of got this element from Mario Party, you can kind of use it to explain stuff. If you're like, oh, it's a puzzle game. You've played something like that in, in Mario party like you said like oh you've played a puzzle part and you're like yeah that makes sense like no i can do that now so yeah it's definitely good for that i uh, i kind of half thought that you were going to be like yeah she got really into it got really really competitive and now we're no longer friends <laughs> <laughs> she's been cast out because <laughs> it is one of those games where i think some people do get quite like competitive i'm not naming names for myself or anything <laughs> <laughs> oh we know we've played we've played mario kart um i'm sorry <laughs> mario party Especially the GameCube one, which I think had the worst bullshitty parts in it. Like, the new one on Switch is kind of fair. Like, there are some bullshit stars at the end, and it's a good one. But, I don't know, the GameCube one had lots of, like, things just to screw everybody over. I remember there were some angry times. <laughs> Nikki raging quietly in a corner. <laughs> Mostly because I always play as Waluigi. Oh, yeah, he's my worst. That's no. it, you on purpose. <laughs> Waluigi! <laughs> Bah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that long-legged asshole. It's my favourite. <laughs> Damn it, Ouija. <laughs> uh, Nikki, did you have any facts that you found for this? I've got I'm one interested. fact, which I feel like is relevant after what you just said about Peach, mm. which is apparently Peach's description in Mario Party 4 says she's surprisingly mischievous, which is probably thought to be a nod to her reputation as a cheating jerk among fans. <laughs> See, yeah, you put Waluigi in, and I always put Peach in as the person to hate because you can't put Toad in, and I hate Toad. <laughs> I feel like no one likes Toad. No, right? I, it's I the don't. correct response to Toad. Toad's just a little. I don't know. I think he's a little pervert. <laughs> There's something wrong with him. I don't. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm glad we're all in agreement. <laughs> he's your favorite to go after. I love running him off the road in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throwing everything at Toad. He's like, he's not even in the league. I don't care. Right. <laughs> he needs to die. Yeah. Um, what were your facts, sir? Um, so my facts. Um, oh yeah, again, mostly I had two actually. So one was in Mario Party Two on the N sixty four. The characters' costumes changed based on the board being played. So it was like different themes on the board, and they actually had different char- like costumes. But it's like the only one in the whole series to do it so far I was gonna say, that sounds um, incredible why are we not doing this i know more? i'm a little bit more sad because i think i saw a picture as well of a bunch of people in cowboy outfits oh, and there was like a bowser and a cowboy hat and i knew i wanted that forever um <laughs> and <laughs> my other one was uh nintendo had to provide padded sports gloves for gamers who called in and asked them because uh some of the original mini games used to force you to like palm rotate the control stick on the n64 i think and basically end up leading to a bunch of people having injuries like blistering, burns, lacerations, <laughs> oh punctures and cuts. I feel like that's a uh, lot which... of Mario Party to get that to get that far, you know? Maybe you think that they would have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's an intense commitment to like, Mario Party, I think. Um, basically, involved in a lawsuit which led to Nintendo giving out 80 million worth of padded gloves to really yeah. intense Mario Party fans. Wow. Which I enjoyed. And I'm kind of sad that I wasn't at the right age to apply for that glove, because... Just, you, just can you imagine being that boss of somebody inviting you over to play Mario Party and you're like, let me just get out my special glove <laughs> as I put it on. <laughs> You'd look like a proper pro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my yeah. effects. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Dan, have you played any, any Mario Party? I've played some of it. Like, I I've, haven't been a regular player, but in like uh, party situations, I've been there and played and stuff like that. And I've liked it. I'm not very good at it, but I've liked playing it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's true of everybody. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, just uh, make sure you got your glove on. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, I, in, in regards to that, quickly, I do just feel like you'd have had to have like, surely you would have got to the point where you're like, my hand is bleeding. Maybe I should stop playing Mario Party. Because <laughs> like, it's, it takes a lot to like get blisters. You know, I don't know. I've got questions. It's true. <laughs> Maybe you should find somebody that had to have a glove and ask them, Nikki. I'll put it out there. I'll put it on the Twitter. <laughs> Good. Pain is temporary. Mario parties forever. <laughs> um, I, that's the end of our list. Um, does any, Dan, do you have any honourable mentions? Uh, I have one uh, that we didn't cover, but I mean, I guess it's pretty close. Is Pokemon Red. I think, again, that's... Uh, nice, yeah great spot on and and even replaying it recently i can't believe as a child i could beat a game like that like that it takes a lot of time uh, but as a kid i was able to do it and i assume that any other someone picking it up for the first time and not knowing games that well i would think they could too so yeah definitely it's one of those games that definitely has a level of um i don't know like you have to learn types and stuff but it kind of half teaches you so you can kind of pick it up like you said we picked it up as kids so people could definitely pick it up now right that's my theory anyway yeah i, I agree yeah good thanks <laughs> <laughs> nikki did you have any uh i was gonna have this on my list but i didn't which is Detroit become human which is a great game very movie like and but i just think i've spoken about that game so much that I, I can't speak about it anymore, but that is definitely a good one that I definitely recommend to people just because it's it's just so, it's so beautiful, but in, in within the story as well and in the way it looks, and I just think it's quite a good one to, to start on for people. No, yeah, that's a great yeah. game. I feel like that's like the, uh, the perfect like boost after you've played like Walking Dead or Life is Strange. If you're like into choices and all that sort of stuff, like Detroit Become Humans, like your thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely like the next little step up and stuff. Because some of the QTEs I found quite difficult. Like, yeah. you had to be quite speedy with knowing what the buttons are. So it's like not almost a beginner game, but yeah, it's it's still a really, yeah, it's, really it's good game. Yeah, it's one that could probably get you quite game. hooked, I reckon. Just because the story mm. is really good. Yeah. Yeah, and all their games are interesting and mm. kind of on that same vine. So I think you could then lead into, yeah, of course. into the rest of their library for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steph, did you have any honorable mentions? Um, I did. I had Florence. Um which I mentioned and then um I think the only other two that I had on here was Minecraft because um everyone plays Minecraft and it's again it's one of those games where you just kind of pick it up and play it not that I've played very much Minecraft at all but I can totally see the appeal of it just the creative side of it um and the Stanley Parable for the same reason it's basically a walking thinking man simulator type thing cool which I enjoyed awesome um but yeah that is 
that is the end of this podcast thank you very much for joining us Dan it's been a pleasure having an extra person to talk to other than just Nikki (laughs) (laughs) no yeah thank you for having me Uh, this this was a lot of fun yeah it's it's been really good yeah cheers for joining um, Dad, what did you um, any plugs and stuff for your podcast? Yeah. Um, so if you want to end up hearing any of our podcast, uh, you can go to our website, thegreateststoryeverplayed.com, and it's got all our episodes on it. It's got uh, links to wherever you listen to your podcast if you want to go straight there, if you don't want to listen uh, on the website itself. And uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter, so if you look up at StoryEverPod, uh, you can interact with me there, and I post links to stuff and questions and all that sort of stuff too. Awesome. Yeah. And you should do. We we both very much recommend Dan's podcast. We enjoy it. Uh, Nikki, you got got anything to say? Uh, I was going to say, um, obviously, we'll be doing more podcasts in the future as well. So keep an eye out for that. We, we sort of mentioned in the beginning, for anyone that was here as well, here now, um, that we are going to be sort of increasing a little bit. So we'll hopefully have some fortnightly now instead of monthly, which is good. Always good. Yeah, you can find out more details about that at our Twitter, which is at Game Till Five, and all our general listening things on there. Um, or you can just follow Nikki individually at what Nikki? At Elite Cat on Twitter and Instagram. Well, again, Dan, it's been awesome, um, and we will release this at some point when I have time to edit <laughs> in between playing games. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.